All right, Scott with Leading Edge Archery. Um, no Jason today. Jason Devansky does all of our sound. So uh, Chris B is actually running the board over here. Yep, we're over here just messing with the dials. Yeah, hopefully everything works and you guys can hear us. But um, got a great guest in here. We got uh, Colby Hanley from Ultraview in today. They're doing their, I think their whirlwind tour, correct? Very whirlwind. Yeah. Eight, seven. Seven. seven states, eight days, oh my mm-hmm. gosh. or at least seven shops. We have two shops in Texas. So yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, we're going to talk to these guys and let them talk about Ultraview Archery. And Chris, I know you are crazy on social media right now, blowing up. Nah, it's all like robots. these hats, you got to autograph today. Yeah. I got some guys who couldn't make it. Now. Okay. Hey, please have them autographed. Right on. We can do that. That's cool. Sell for big money. Yeah. Hey, we got Marco yeah. here. Marco has been on the show with us before. Um, combat vet marine Stud muffin. You don't have to say that. Yeah, come on. It's fun. <laughs> to who? <laughs> anyway. Um, so, Cole, what's your, what brought you to Texas, I guess? Did you pick our state for a... Uh, well, I guess kind of a little rewind. What we wanted to do on this trip is really hit the ground and visit some of, obviously there's a lot, uh, the best pro shops in the entire nation. And when we were making the list, we, Chris and I, you know, collaborated on the list and some guys at HQ and we even reached out to like Steve at Lancaster and Rob and we're like, look, what are some of the best shops that we can hit in the country? We're not looking for, you know, the shops that sell the most stuff or the the highest volume. We want the best history, the coolest shops. And we kind of narrowed it down to 10 that we can realistically do this summer. We're doing seven this, this week and then in august we'll hit three more Mm -hmm. um and so we wanted to go in we wanted to put a video together for chris's channel right um similar to do you remember when matthews did their profiles oh yeah Yeah. similar Mm -hmm. to that but we wanted to just you know highlight each shop get in tell them like what ultra view is all about and uh We've gotten good feedback, and I yeah. think we're going to try to do this like every year yeah. in the summer. Yeah, because we're kind of hitting like East Coast. We did East Coast. Now we're going to do like Texas, New Mexico, Colorado, California, Oregon. Right. And now we're going to do Midwest like next year, which is uh, that the Midwest is going to be huge. Yeah. 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 A ton of shops. Uh-huh. Midwest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was actually kind of easy like picking them. I mean, in Texas, there's a ton of shops mm-hmm. and uh, all along the South, but yeah. East Coast, it was pretty easy to pick some yeah, good we, ones. Yeah, we knew. My home shop was Pelkey's Archery in Vermont. I don't know if you guys have heard of it before, but we, I definitely wanted to highlight that one because right. not a lot of people know about it, it's, but it's a, the shop's been there forever in Vermont. Mm-hmm. It's a great it's shop. It's basically in Canada. Yeah. yeah. Um, we had to hit Reedy's because that shop is just nuts, and especially with him being a Matthews boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> being, number one Matthews yeah. dealer on the nation. Really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just in this really. Massachusetts, it's just wow. kind of weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then in the area, when I always think of like great shops with awesome history, Halls always pops in my brain because yeah. they had Bush Johnson, who's the five-time Olympian, mm-hmm. right. and their range is super awesome. With I don't know if you've seen it, but the the target bales are on like a pulley system, oh cool, like a like a gun range, like a gun range, yeah. 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 You just and you hit can, a lever, and you then, can yeah. pull it, pull it back, and you know pull your arrow, score them, and then push it all the way down, and you can just shoot at your own pace. Yeah, it's awesome. So. Dude, that's cool. Yeah, like but it's it's, it's been there since the 50s or 60s, and it still works. Mm-hmm. That's it's nuts. Awesome. You can see nuts. where they've like penciled in on the beam above the pulley system, like yeah. 1974 cables replaced. So, so one of the things that I was going to ask you about: Do you you have to take into account? Because you know, we had a discussion about this before we started tonight. Um, you know, target archery shops is kind of like where your guys started. It's where your lifeblood is for this a lot of this product. Mm-hmm. 
and you're you know it sounds like you're going to try to get some of that into the hunting world also on top of it um are you taking that into account when you're picking these shops or are you trying to trying to look at where you can grow market share in a shop like that uh well originally we really were truly looking at just the shops with the best history and the coolest shops mm-hmm. there wasn't anything too strategic or market share or numbers based right. behind what we picked but as we grow and as we really think about what products that we're going to try to come out with in the future i'm really trying to focus on like the the hybrid setup yeah which a lot of guys like chris is i mean I think we can agree that hybrid's probably the most fun. Yeah, I think I think a lot of, you know, the higher end bow hunters and target archers that are hunters, they get these setups that basically are a target setup, but you throw all the fancy gadgets on short stabilizers right. and you know, right. they rock and do total archer challenges and everything. So and then and then still use it for hunting. Yeah. I feel like that market is just growing Man, so I'll much. Tell you, um you guys I'm sure you guys have been to attack event mm-hmm. archery. Yeah, he, he will be in next I week. Will be next week. Dude, yeah. yeah. So I was, we do that show every year here in San Antonio. We were um, integra- integrated with them big time. Nice. Um, and we had the guy from, uh, he was a national account sales manager for Elite. Elite came down and had a booth at the, at the show this year. Mm-hmm. And he literally, I know the guy's name is Paul Gio. He was, and Paul said, you know, ASA is awesome. You know, IBO is great. Mm-hmm this is where it's at, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, he could not believe, you know, we had three, probably 3,000 attendees overall. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just camo everywhere. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. hunting bows, of course, which is, you know, that's right. the lifeblood of most manufacturers, yeah. to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he was shocked. And I think you are going to be absolutely floored. Yeah, I think we'll probably start sponsoring <laughs> a lot. Like, we'll probably have a range yeah. next year if we can organize that quick enough. I don't know how much you know, how far ahead you got to be on that. Yeah. But. We were just talking about that this week, but a total archer challenge, like Sean, he just has such like a drive to do it and everything. Oh, yeah. It, well, it's just amazing how much it's grown and like with the sport Yeah, that it, it just fits in perfectly. Yeah. yeah. It's, you know, it's funny. We have, we, we made kind of a joke about it here. Um, you know, you've got the ASA archer, mm-hmm. you've got the USA guys, yeah. got those NFAA FIDA guys, you know, you got, Tag guys. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. They're, Seriously. They're their own genre. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Seriously. They really but are. they like, I feel like it's more fun. It, it is. is. Like if you're scoring and you're like all hard headed, like you, know, you get pissed if you miss and yeah. like you're trying and yeah. that sucks. Like, I mean, you can have fun doing it, but yeah. if you're just out there flinging arrows with the guys, like, so watch this, I might miss. I, oh yeah. yeah. Like it's mm-hmm. way more fun. Yeah. I don't think I've ever kept score or been with anybody who's ever kept score at attack. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. Mm-mm. Well, the other thing we do, um, we actually sell a tack arrow. You know? Oh, really? You know, we we sell the cheapest Easton's and the cheapest like victories we can buy. So if you know a customer comes in and you're shooting like you know Black Eagle X Impacts or mm-hmm. or Easton four millimeter long range pros, and mm-hmm. you know they're three hundred bucks a dozen, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They can buy a dozen of these arrows and they they lose seventy five dollars, right? I, I got customers that buy them by the two and three dozens. If they lose them all, they're cool. Who cares? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do not That's care. a great, we were at, at Reedy's, we were flinging like 120 yards or something mm-hmm. and arrows were dropping like flies. <laughs> and I was thinking, wow, that's, but that's a great idea to just yeah. have like a tack arrow. Oh, mm-hmm. so we did. I mean, it yeah. just, and it makes it so much easier for the, for the customer because I always tell them, look, you got to go to tack like Vegas. Mm-hmm. You go there with the expectation you're going to lose some arrows, spend some money mm-hmm. and you're okay with it. Yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, no yeah. Deal. Yeah. But yeah, you're going to love it. And I think that your scope system is perfect for that event. 
Mm. Have you seen like in person the UV three yet? No, no. Sweet. I'm go through some of that stuff. I just kind of set it up with a little green dot in there. Um, So the front button here is the on off. You guys, I don't know if you can see. That's full power. That's maxed out. That's maxed out. Yeah, it's probably a little too bright right now. Our video guys over there falling asleep. (laughs) Um, and then what's neat is obviously. You can and this com- is a 31 millimeter? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. yeah. So from a tax standpoint, this is why this is so important because we have to be careful. You know, we're getting good at this, setting up tack bows. Mm-hmm. Um, this housing diameter size is real important. For clearance. For clearance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you get a spot hog, unfortunately, on with, and I got some guys that shoot the big three and five pin housings, mm-hmm. and their housing's almost two inches. Right, right. Know, it becomes a problem. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. HHA is another one that we have to be careful of, and this scope size is perfect. Yeah. For clearance but look at how bright it is it's pretty amazing and then so you can adjust the pin brightness with the two back here so now the the pin's dark or i guess the dot in this case right and then just the level lights on but you can oh, you press got, and you hold and you can turn light. that yeah. level light on and there's off. five different leds shining down so your last year's model this one here is basically one light yes yeah that thing is basically like the what is it fred Flintstone, yeah. In, in comparison, <laughs> it's pretty. Yeah, it, yeah that, so that's here, I can take the whole light out now. here, and, and you guys can look at it. But uh, it's got five individual. Oh yeah, LEDs. Look like a spider, right? Yeah. Doesn't it? Yeah. And then you can toggle this the middle Looks level good. light on and off, and then you can adjust the brightness of the other ones here. Oh, that's cool. So uh, it's five times the light power you've had in the past. Sort of with how I mean. Where's the engineering card here? But with how light, you know, scales up, if you have two lights versus one or yeah. five versus two, it, it gets a little wonky. So it's yeah. not exactly five X, but it's substantially bright. It's about as bright as you can get it. So with that system, have you tested it with etched lenses versus dots? We have. Stick-ons? I find, especially with our, um, Shout out to Russell Payne at Precision Archery Reticles. Uh-huh. He's found like the best fluorescent dot that we can we can get. Yeah, uh, we I find that the dots work the best okay. in terms of brightness uh-huh. and the etched. I mean, they do work, but not as not as good as these dots. Right. But personally, I'm not a huge fan of the etched lens because it's so permanent. Oh yeah, you, you know? got it forever. And the lenses are so expensive. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. And so I've always been, when I rec- people ask all the time, I said, just remember it's, it's permanent. So you, <laughs> if you want to change it. Are you guys using uh, Feather Vision or Clear Target? Or- uh, I use Chuck Cooley. You Cooley? Okay. Chuck Cooley is my go-to guy. Gotcha. Oh, that's really cool. So the next question I've got, you look at the dot versus a fiber. Um, it's a- which one do you think is going to give us more light rendition than the other? Um. Like we were talking about earlier, when it gets really bright yep. and you don't have a post, mm-hmm. it can be hard to see your aiming reticle. Correct. I would say that a, if you want to help mitigate that issue, a dot is probably better because mm-hmm. you know how outside, if it's really bright out and your dot's not lit up, it kind of just looks black. Correct. You yeah. can get contrast if you're right. using a dot. So that's what I actually do. Where do those dots go? Are they in there? Yeah. So I was going to ask, Chris, what do you shoot? I mean, I'm so, sure you shoot this for 3D on your tour. Yeah, so I, I messed around a lot. Like I spent a week one, like before the ASAs, or actually in the middle of all the ASAs, and I like just tried everything for fun. So I actually right. use that smallest green dot. Gotcha. I put that tiny green dot 
and then on the like cinnamon bear and everything, I won't even turn the light on because oh, it's yeah. just a black little dot, Correct. you know, and you have the contrast. But when you're on, obviously all the other targets, you turn it on right and up. it's green. Right yeah. Up. And it's, well, I mean, that that's about the same size as, you know, between a 19, 10,000 fiber mm-hmm. and you don't have the, um, like the mushroom or fraying effect Correct. of a fiber. Like right. it's clean. So are you good on a 50 yard? Oh yeah. Like a 50 yard javelina is perfect mm-hmm. probably. Mm-hmm. You get on a 50 yard coyote, no light, just run the dot. Yeah. I mean like I'll always probably have it on the lowest setting to like number two setting. Right. And then if it's in the bear, I won't even turn it on, you know? Gotcha. So. But what's neat, and I know some people in Redding actually did this uh, and they- they proved in the field that it works Yeah, is you can swap out the cartridges. So you could have, if you really wanted a cartridge set up with a pin oh, or yeah. a dot. Yeah. And then yeah, when you get to a target that you want, you can take the cartridge out and then put your other one in and have a fiber and yeah. it hits the same. Um, that's pretty cool. Smart. Another thing that's neat is if it gets bumped in the field or if it does start coming loose, the lens is in plane and the middle of the lens is in plane with where it mounts. So if it ever starts to rotate, it's the same, you it's hit the same, the same, mm-hmm. same POI. And yep. you can watch, uh, like one of the launch videos we did on it. Chris literally had it. Like you were just the farthest through yeah. and it still hit like an right, X. We're supposed to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So it's kind of, kind of like a holographic site for a rifle. Sort of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but the, the lens cartridge be just being able to swap it out. Yeah. Yeah. That that's huge. And even, if you want to shoot the same setup in indoor, outdoor and switch around, you don't have to actually take the entire scope off, switch right. everything around. Just you the, just, mm-hmm. you just, just do the, the cartridge. Well, I did, yeah. You know, it's funny. You said that Colby, I did the same thing last year. This was my setup and I ran this red fiber and this one was green mm-hmm. yeah. and I would swap them depending mm-hmm. on what yeah. kind of image I was getting on the target. Yep. It worked really well. Yep. It takes seconds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, I never even used my set screw. I just put the damn thing in. Really? Yeah. 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 We have, um, a top secret, I guess not so much anymore. We have a mounting rod that we, have been working on for a while now. It's just really delayed and behind, but it's got a, I have one on my bow. I can show you later, yeah. but it's got a little tool on the end of it. So you can, if, even if you don't have wrenches in your quiver, you can just unthread this little tool and that's how you can get to access to these access set screws, screws here. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. So you'll always have, um, and then that a lot of the mounting barrels are actually out of stock. Like you can't find them anywhere yeah, right now. You can't, yeah. And so, I think that'll help our customers a lot. Just having on our website, the purchase availability of right. what, mm-hmm. what site are you using to mount this exactly. to? Oh, I need the spot hog one or the Excel. So I got a question, switch gears a little bit on that scope. Um, you know, as a, as an elk hunter, a lot of, you know, we're out West a lot. There's only, I don't know if there's any state right now you can use power yep. in your scope system. So we have a, how uh, are you guys getting around? We have a cap. I think it's in here. Mm-hmm. It might not be. I grabbed this one out of a, uh, did you take everything out? Chris yeah, had it on his bow. It's it's this little cap. So basically you just take this off and then it there's, comes just with a, it. there's just a cap that goes That's right the, on. That isn't that the USA archery? Yeah, we call it the world archery world cap. Archery cap. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but it's just mm-hmm. a little, and they come in different colors, but it flushes it up, makes it look real nice. Gotcha. And it actually opens it up quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even think he has a light on his right now. No, I'll, I'll, I will only put a light on when I'm like whitetail hunting just because like right. you go to like four different states throughout the year and I just, I throw a cap on, I don't even want to worry about it. Right. Um, but like whitetail hunting, it's not a problem. Like in all the states, I pretty much whitetail hunt. So. Yeah. Right, gotcha. And that's really, I mean like broad daylight elk hunting, you really don't need, no. you know, light. Mm-hmm. So. No, I shot my honey bow for the first time this weekend, a big 3D tournament. 
it was because I'm getting ready for elk season because mm-hmm. we're only you know crazy and it's weeks close out yeah, yeah I know weeks out. and um I could not believe how bright my pins were compared to my mm-hmm. target bow yep. I mean god darn they were star bright and so bad mm-hmm. it was driving me nuts so yeah you're right you just don't need that light yeah you don't yeah, yeah. so I just swap that out normally gotcha so that I know the UV three has been a big hit. They were out of stock. It was God, oh yeah, it was stupid, street. stupid. Yeah. yeah, um, we had the most inventory in stock by a, a large margin, like ever, because we were like, well, how many, how many do we need? Like, like we don't want to. <laughs> mm-hmm. We always have this problem. I'm like, we're just like as many as we can. And I was actually uh, on a family vacation. Like I wasn't even at headquarters <laughs> when it launched, just because yeah. that's just how life worked out like (laughs) that's just how it worked out and i remember like i get notifications on my phone for stuff and uh hours like two hours yeah the hunting kit started like going on a reserve because it like the the inventory ran out and then by the end of the day all the target kits were gone and we were just sitting there and it was like a a battlefield yeah so (laughs) i think we were in foley right around that launch yep Mm -hmm. dude it was like a gangbuster bum rush because Lancaster had probably about 20 or 25 of them. They had a lot. That was actually yeah. a funny story there. <laughs> I think they sold out. Like, Stan, they sold out online too. But the, the funny thing is, is I work with Steve Yoder a lot because uh, he's the purchaser that we work with. And we kind of partnered with them on the launch. They had a large portion of inventory yeah. uh, for launch and we, we did too. And by accident, their entire shipment of scopes made it on the, the ASA trailer. <laughs> yeah. And all, all of the scopes they had were at the ASA shoot, yeah. but most of those were allocated for online sales. Yeah. So I'm yeah. sure they only had a handful for like booth well, sales. Yeah. yeah. The, no, they had a, quite a few. Yeah. I think they had a couple I, hundred. I, I, yeah. yeah, they did. Yeah. They did. And I remember going up and we bought like three or four. I thought, well, it's going to be a hit. I'm going to. Mm-hmm. And I wish I'd about like 20. Yeah. yeah. It was funny. We were seeing like shops that would post like on their Instagram story, like call, call the order and get it. And they were just like popping. Yeah. yeah. And then for several months, it was just like, we were gearing up, like yeah. placing oh. orders with our vendors, like figuring it out. I always thought this one was cool looking, but I think some of it was just the aesthetics. The damn site. Yeah. So that's awesome all, compared. that's all yeah. Colby for sure. He, he pays attention to that a lot. Yeah. He's the design mm-hmm. guy on that one anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> the scope, the scope is kind of my baby. That's yeah. kind of how the company started. Yeah. Um, the very first thing we actually did a little over four years ago now was the ultraviolet light kit. And it essentially allowed you to get rid of any up pins and it works in essence the same way this does. And that's kind of how we got the name ultra view in the purple color. Right. And then once it became evident that that was going to be doing this full time out of college, and this was much more than just a side gig to make college money to eat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we started thinking of new products and things that we can do. Yeah. And I'm a huge, like Steve jobs, Apple fan and design and right. user experience. And well, as a target guy, I've been in the industry, gosh, for, you know, over 30 years in and out of it. I, uh, I thought it was something that was needed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, shrewd, I think I'm from my standpoint and I'm a little biased cause I shot for him forever made. I thought what was probably the best target scope out there. Yeah. So module a bit. And they do, they, they make a really good yeah. scope. Really yeah. Good. This, um, this definitely fits like there, there was a bill to be met and we just filled it. it. The know? thing that this really meets is when I got into 3d archery, which was right around when I got into college, yeah. I was so confused. Why, like, why do we have to buy this light kit and yeah. thread in yeah. this? Wa- and yeah. it was so oh, yeah. crappy. Like, let's just integrate it into one. And that's really what this product is, is it's the light kit that's fully integrated in with the scope. scope. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people will chirp us online like it's crazy expensive. And 
And I'm like, well, actually, they don't realize that they're getting a high end. Like this light kit has an auto off, it has brightness setting, it has like five badass LEDs, like yeah. you know. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then you're getting a housing, and then you're getting a, like a scope shade lens cartridge, and then you can also get a lens with it. Yeah. So for two ninety nine, you're getting a, a sick light, a scope, and a lens. Yes. Do that and dots and fiber. You, you don't. No, you're not yeah. doing that. I can tell you now with any other manufacturer out there. Yeah, as soon well, as you have that light kit, you're yeah. over that $350 mm -hmm. price point. Exactly. Yeah. And we're, we're able to get the price where it is because it's all you know included Centigrade. in the same package. Yeah. Exactly. And we've been trying to communicate that as, as best as we can. And you don't have to get anything else. Like you got your dots, you got yeah. your fiber. This comes in there too? Yeah, it yeah. comes with mm -hmm. five, like yep. everything. Wow. And not just like one, like it comes with all the colors. Yep, and fiber. So yep. the sticks and the... And fiber. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I can, you know, honestly, because what we sell, you know, we were, we were a big shrewd company, I'm not going to lie. And mm -hmm. you look at that, the, what you guys are getting here in this system with a light of Zebros or an LP mm -hmm. system, you're probably looking at really close, just the scope. Close to 400 probably. Yeah. I was going to say yeah. four, 425. Yeah. yeah. And people just are, don't. You're saving 100 bucks. Exactly. With the ultra view mm -hmm. system. Yep. And at least, yeah. And getting the ability to run fiber dot. Mm -hmm. You can run an up pin if you want to now. For the now. longest time, you got I was like, now. <laughs> like, we're not putting an up pin in it. We're yeah. not because yeah. that was so the whole reason it. why so it came out. It. But now this this one allows you to run our up pin and a lens at the same time. Yeah, yeah. the UV two you couldn't, and because we, we were really trying to go for you know you don't need an up pin anymore. Yeah. Right? Um, it, but a pin still, yeah, it, it makes sense in certain situations well, and hunting got, and everything. You've got some old school guys, man, mm -hmm. that they got to yeah. have it, you know, and I even try to get talk and I don't know your up pin is up from the six o'clock position, correct? You can't, well, you can what, do anything. Yeah. You can oh, you put can. it anywhere. Yeah. So you we, can move it. yeah. You have one in your bow. I do. Yeah. Yeah. So that's cool um, because I love the ten two position cause I don't want my animals view. I want to see lines yeah. Yeah. on a 3d target at least. Um, so it's real important, and I didn't know you guys could do that with yep. the pen. Which mm -hmm. is awesome. So, but yeah, I you know it's funny one of the one of the issues we had, and, I, and just to talk about, I want to say how we shoot as an archer. You know, they a lot of, remember where I showed you the fiber on this one. Yeah, it's kind of in the field of vision they call it. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. but you know what's weird? You know, the human eye will pick up the brightest objects that it sees, and it also does it. We have, we we have a rifling me mechanism in our brain. I mean, George and I talked about this on the mm -hmm. podcast we did, and. um I've, that's never been a problem for me. I mean, having the fiber out. Yeah, yeah. I shot. I shot that for a long time that way too. Exactly. Mm -hmm. for, once I get on that center dot, and I'm and it's brighter than every, every other object. Mm. Everything else disappears. Yeah. And I'm mm -hmm. on target. That's my um, like USA archery fifty meter. I'll have. I actually yes. use. I think 29 thou fiber, yeah. a little bit bigger. And yeah. I just thread it and poke it through poke the lens through. Yeah. and it's stupid bright. It's, but what I like about it is if it's a little dark and overcast, it's not as bright as it would be if just the sun's out. Right. So it's kind of variable. To your so conditions. I always take, I always have a piece of black tape on my riser. Yeah. And I used to black tape the crap out of this one. To make it darker. Oh, yeah, if yeah. it's too bright. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. days, dude? That's uh, like really yeah. close. Mm -hmm. that time. Well, that's cool, man. That is a, it's a, I, it's an amazing product. You guys are, I think setting the setting the pace right now for a lot of the industry, which is awesome. That's good to hear because we, like I said, I thought we needed it. I mean, obviously, yeah. specialty was kind of, you know, just flat on their scopes. You mm -hmm. know, and, yep. and I always say, everybody always says, "Well, don't you want to buy a CVE scope with a CVE sight? And don't you want to buy an Excel scope with an Excel mm -hmm. sight?" And I'm of the opinion you build a really good sight bar. That's what you do well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The other one is, eh. yeah, yeah. You know, mm -hmm. I'm not gonna. It just, it, yeah, it, it's not what they No, do. I, we totally get yeah. it. Yeah. 
you know, and I always say archery manufacturers, like, you know, when you Hoyt, you know, the Hoyt has the Fuse mm-hmm. product line. Mm-hmm. You make a really good bow, dude. Yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I will say, actually, yeah. in designing this, a couple of the trickiest things was making it as versatile as possible with the mounting. Mm-hmm. So how this is designed, we tried to make it fit as many as we possibly as can. can. Right. And then another tricky thing was making it fit as many as you possibly can and the whole scope being ambidextrous. Right. So that is ambidextrous. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So what's neat is, uh, Oh yeah. You just turn it. You flip them. You, you just, mm-hmm. Yeah. So cause the mounting bolt goes in right here behind this lens cartridge. Yeah. So then you just would swap it. Swap it. So it's exactly. ambidextrous. The second trickiest thing was figuring out where to put the batteries. Right. Yeah. So they weren't like just ugly. Right. And, right. and in the way. Right. Uh, yeah. That's cool though. So you, this is your baby though. You designed the scope thing. is, yeah. Everything else is, um, <clears throat> Uh, a guy on our team, we call him Bruce. His actual name is Zach Harris. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he's our product, like engineer, product designer. Yeah. Uh, he's got like a, he's like a savant for like design language and taste. Like mm-hmm. he's just super good he's at it. He's done this. And, yeah. Everything, yeah. pretty much everything else is now transitioning to him. Uh, I basically just do the scope because like that was, That's that right. was my baby. Yeah. yeah. And actually nowadays, like we got this one, I did most of the like, decisions and quick drawing and sketching in right. CAD and trying this right. and that. But then when it came to actually polishing everything off, Bruce just took over and right. kind of did it out. So, so crazy question. Um, you know, I came out of the aerospace world, um, as an engineer, did a lot of supply chain work with them also working with supply chain. Are, are you guys going to stick with the, this entire industry, which I think is insane mm-hmm. of coming out with something new every 12 months? Sort of. <laughs> I don't think be tough. It, it's stupid tough. And I think with the equipment that is made in archery, like a bow, it's very mechanical. Yes. With computers or phones, it makes sense because of like Moore's law well, stuff gets better. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And our, our, our mission statement is to make the difficult sport of archery easier mm-hmm. by providing our customers with products that they love and enjoy using. Right. Right. Our focus at the end of the day is to have the best product in each product category. So once we make a, a dope scope, we'll let that sit for a while because right. it doesn't really need to be updated every 12 months. Right. And then we'll just shift our focus to another category or updating an, another product we already have in the line. Gotcha. Yeah. So as the company grows, you'll find like this scope is getting very refined from Gen 1. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, this will probably sit longer than the UltraView 2 did. Gotcha. And then we're going to yeah. shift our focus into other other divisions that right. we could go into. You know, and that's so smart. And I will tell you guys, listeners out there, because I'm I'm OCD about this, and I'll, I'm not going to jump on my on my soapbox. But you guys are legit because you guys shoot. If it makes mm-hmm. any sense, mm-hmm. you yeah. guys are shooters. And uh, Colby, I don't, uh, and a lot of people don't know, but I know you guys grew up shooting together. Yeah, yeah. Bridges team. Mm-hmm. And at one point in time, Bridger said, "He said, yeah, you, you don't want to mess with Colby with that <laughs> Colby, Colby shoots really, really good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, but I, I have so much mad respect for that. We were touching on it this morning about you know shop owners and do they really shoot anymore? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I actively participate and shoot the tour and shoot as much as I can, and mm-hmm. along with being a hunter, um, you guys back up what you do because yeah. you're an archer. Yeah, the products we make are like." Our, like we would use them like our own pers- yeah. like the we're, ours. we're yeah. solving our personal so, problems but you guys both yeah. know there are a lot of people in there now right now selling a lot of product yeah, yeah. And there's, you know there's <laughs> a lot of just, engineers yeah. in the industry and everything yeah. that just don't they don't they like picked up a bow because they got the job mm, exactly. you know yeah exactly but that's actually yeah. you're 100 percent like nail on the head and that's something i'm trying to really focus on some more because i'm 
so stupid busy. I'm finding I'm shooting a lot less than well, I used to. There's an old saying: you want to get you want to get out of archery or get bad at archery, open a shop or open be a manufacturer. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I'm I'm trying to figure out how I can just shoot like for fun yeah. casually because yeah. when I do something, you go out I have it. to be the best at it, right? <laughs> like I, I can't be doing it. Like yeah, I can't exactly. be That's going and doing about. it. Yeah. <laughs> And then be mediocre. Yeah. If I have to do that, I'll just choose not to do yeah, it. Yeah, the thing is, is he'll take a two-month break because yeah. he's like, uh, I'm not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. So. Well, you know what's cool, though? Once again, it's archery products designed by archers, and that's yeah. what I love about it, and that's why mm-hmm. I'll get behind this stuff 100,000% because of that. Um, I just really, uh, I'm, you know, the Internet's great for business, and it's mm-hmm. great for our industry, but it also can be bad because mm-hmm. we see a lot of stuff come through the door. Yeah, well, and with the internet, like anyone can get good and bad. Anyone can get on it, and anyone can do anything. It gives them power. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always mm-hmm. say it. The internet has given so many people that don't need it a lot of power. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. You got to be able to sift through that. And you know, I'm a big advocate of. I always tell people, you know, do some homework because just because you kill 100 animals a year doesn't make you a great ambassador of the sport of archery as far right. as teaching and learning. Mm-hmm. Right. You know they, and you you'll appreciate this. I always say it. I got let's say I said my soapbox. They got a they got an NFL football minimum <laughs> level of tolerance mm. that they can acceptably yeah, be yeah. successful in. Mm-hmm. We shoot dots as big mm-hmm. meters, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and that level yeah. of tolerance is is night and day, mm-hmm. right? You know? And I will always say it: you go learn from archers, buy from archers um, mm-hmm. that are in that are actively in the industry because yeah. you're going to be better off. Yeah, firm believer in that. I mean, George has been an advocate. For, I mean, for people listening who don't know, George Riles. Uh, he's like, I wouldn't even know how to describe him in the sport. I mean, he's, oh, he's in my grand, opinion, in my, in my opinion, he's probably the best compound archery coach. hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, right I now. think he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would argue that one all day long. And he's it's, we were, we were talking like a little bit earlier on this tour. Like why, like, why is George so good at coaching? And I think it really boils down to two things. One, he spent his entire life mm-hmm. in this industry making like, is that a Martin? This, that? yeah, that's an old Martin Cooper. Like George, yeah, he George made that. that was George's butt. Like, yeah. he designed that. One. Yeah. 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 And so he's made everything, releases bows. He yes. knows how, he's studied the physical mechanics of how everything works. And the reason why he's such a good coach is because he he's a Southern boy. He can communicate <laughs> and tell a story like nobody <laughs> yeah, else. Absolutely. And mm-hmm. people understand what he's saying. Yes. Yeah. So all of the coaches out there, most of them are trying to say the same things. But George says it, and he's able to change it on a person-by-person basis to where you understand what yeah. he's saying. Mm-hmm. When George and I were on, uh, we did that podcast with him, and it was awesome because George and I were about the same age and come from that same, I think we have the same background, essentially. And it was it was cool because a lot of the aha moments were coming out of that, mm-hmm. for me at least, because mm-hmm. I had theories and hypotheses that I had created through years and years and years of shooting. And George has validated all of them. I mean, him mm-hmm. and I, like the one I'll never forget and, Everybody listening is going to say, "Oh God, here goes Scott again." But is peep alignment with their housing? Yep. Thank you, yes. dude. It's <laughs> oh my irrele- gosh. It's the most irrelevant, I know, stupidest I thing hate ever. That. It, it drives is. me, yeah, because I get all these customers come in every day and they're listening to all the other guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, your peeps got to align with your scope with housing. the scope housing. It's horse yeah. crap. Yeah, yeah thank you. <laughs> yeah. I never, <laughs> dude, I never even look at. Yeah, it. I know. No. Yeah, I go straight to that dot. Yeah. pin immediately. Yeah. The so smallest peep. Even even if you have like seven pins. Yeah. Yes, it's like you line every pin yes. up with the yeah. 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 yeah, it's just and it makes me. And I, you try to educate people on that, but mm-hmm. they had this marketing yeah. Kool Aid driven down yeah. their well, throat. For there's years. also there's so many 
coaches and oh, these people gosh. on Instagram yeah. that just they yeah. they hear from four different people, they translate it yeah. into their own deal, and, and it, it doesn't help them. Like scope manufacturers make. Like, yeah. I mean, we used to do it, a color ring because yes. everybody yeah. so wants it, match the right? Yeah. And a lot of people, like some of the heat we've taken is this doesn't have like a color ring or right. something. And then so, because we're like, you don't really need one. So we want to educate and, and teach that. Um, so it's funny you uh, say that. I, You know, we're a big spot hog dealer. And yeah. And I called Chris over there. Giant yellow ring. That gaudy, <laughs> gaudy ring. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, I, and I'm not kidding you. I threw away probably. I even called Spot Hog and said, hey, do you guys want these back? Because yeah. I really probably had a 1,000 of them. Right. Uh, because I would take, take them, them out of the package and I would never put them on the scope yeah. on mm-hmm. the site. Because I didn't want my customers on them. Mm-hmm. Because if you get the big one, the three-ringer, it's I call giant. it. Huge. Your eye goes to that big ring right yeah. away, yeah. and heck, you have trouble. I had trouble even finding the pin, mm-hmm. right? Because your eye is going to gravitate to the brightest object that it's seen, and right. people don't realize that how the bio, you know, phys- physiology works in that. And I just throw them away. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I had a big pile of them, and I'm like, I gotta pitch these, but maybe they'll buy them yeah. from me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so is, yeah, it's and that mm-hmm. when George and I talked about that subject, that was one of those aha moments because I had argued a, that for years. There's a yeah. lot of subjects like that. We actually we we've just started a blog page on our website, and pretty soon here we're gonna post like a clickbait uh, Instagram. <laughs> yeah, because the uh, I have it I have it already laid out here. It's like the quick summary of the. Uh, it's commonly passed around that the peep needs to be circled uh, by the site. This has been circulated so many times that it's widely accepted. Site companies offer rings for their scopes, yep. multi-pin brackets, and single-pin movers, often at the pressure of the customers that believe it's necessary for the most accurate shooting. The truth is, this age-old archery advice is totally incorrect. 100%. Not harmful, but incorrect nonetheless. And then we have a whole article that just drills that down. It's you know, And that's the yeah. thing is if you don't... Uh if you don't understand the biomechanics of how our brain works in relation to aiming, and this is what George and I have, have broken down, I think down to the nth degree, and I've done it for years this way, trying to educate people. But to your point, the marketing side of it is so hard to mm-hmm. fight in battle. And I yeah. don't know why, like, like why I, would that come about? Well, Be- I, I had one of my customers in here who was arguing with me, like, we're getting a pretty heated argument. <laughs> yeah. And I actually took one of my staff shooters and him back in the back and moved his housing all over the place and moved his pee pipe and everything. Mm. And he could not believe he was still hitting the middle. Yeah. Mm. Know, and I mean, up to 30 yards and you know, it'll deviate yeah. past that if, if yeah. it was not working. Mm-hmm. And he just, it was an aha moment for him because you know, even like the, and how it came about is we saw a lot of that option site, you know, mm-hmm. yep. it's an oval housing, their large one. Right. And they're like, what's up with this? What's up with this? Mm-hmm. And I got to have, you know, on my peep, I can't see yeah, it. I don't yeah. this. And I'm like, you don't have to dude. Uh-huh. And yeah. they argued with me to the point that, yeah, we tested it. I think if some people went home and tested that theory. I remember yeah. actually the first day I really figured this out. I was, I was in high school, I guess I was down at Georgia shop shooting. He's like, dude, your peep's huge. Put a smaller peep in. <laughs> and I'm like, what? And I remember he's like, put the smallest peep in that you can like so see through in here. And I was, it was outdoor season, but we were just shooting in his 20 yard range. And I was shooting like, you know, X10s the, with the bigger peep, probably Vegas 10 size groups, yeah. like probably maybe still 300, maybe one or two still out. Yeah. And I remember I put that smaller peep in and it was like, just drilled Drill. it right onto that X. And I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. I'm like, this is like a, yeah. this is like top secret guru, but yeah. it's the simplest thing. <laughs> that's why I'm like, that's why hunting peeps yeah. are so bad. Like quarter inch peep, eighth inch. Like I put a target peep into my hunting bows and just crank it right down still. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, well, you're so much more accurate. Well, even 
low light, I don't think the low light and the peep sight matters that much. It's just when it's dark, it's just dark. It's just dark. Yeah. You're done. Yeah. You're, go to the house and yeah. Yeah, have a beer. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I agree. Well, and then you, we, and for years, and Colby, you probably have heard George talk about it, um, and you've learned now. The other thing I, it drove me crazy is we like to shoot long. You know, we're, we're definitely a shop that we don't, we'll shoot an animal in 100 yards. Mm-hmm. If you practice enough and you get out yeah. there and do it, you cannot possibly align your housing from 20 yeah. to 100. It's oh, not going to yeah, happen. No. No. Mm-hmm. And that's where the guys that do, you know, that drive me crazy when they live and die by it. And I think that's what causes some of the guys to have trouble shooting. Mm-hmm. You know, why they can't shoot 70, 80, mm-hmm. 100 yards. Because you're sitting there trying to look up to that, yeah. you know, to find the housing that's down there at the bottom and match it. It's just not, it's yeah. not physically possible. Mm-hmm. So one of our goals is to debunk this. Yeah, yes. that's, I think that's a, I think that's a yeah. great idea. We'll have to plan a video out on that. Yeah, because we, we have a really that thoughtful, George wrote it, I mean, very in-depth, and then we're just trying to build collateral. We'll probably have to put a video together and yeah. then just like kind of just constantly keep yeah. Well, I know George, George and I talked about four or five of those, mm-hmm. what we call the, the, the stigmas of archery. The other, right. yeah, the other one that I've been tooling around with is like arrow, <laughs> arrow clocking, left and right oh, helical. God. Yeah. It's a, yeah. That's I remember we were, yeah. uh, science. George and I were talking about why oh. it happens. Yeah. And yeah. it's because of how the string, it's just how the string's how the string twisted. twisted. Mm-hmm. And another thing, I don't know if you've heard this yet, but I don't use any end serving on my main string. Uh-huh. It's just raw string yeah, material. Raw material. Yeah, we do the same thing. Really? And we get we get heat on it by customers yeah. because you know you don't end, you don't serve your end loops. No, because you don't need to. Because when you press only. when you press the, the bow and if it has stupid crazy tight serving, you watch the string like kind of jump out of the track, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, especially with a hunting bow, when you're back there with a couple pounds, that can kind of yeah. mess with your string. And then when it goes from five six pounds to eighty, to, and then out of the bow, <laughs> right. Phew, That'll really mm. twist that arrow. Oh yeah, and the yeah. arrow clocking thing. I don't think. Yeah. So I was. Yeah. I was talking to. I've been talking to a lot of people about it, and I think it, it does not matter at all if you shoot field points. No. The only time it matters is fixed broadheads. Fixed broadheads. Yeah. Fixed blades. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I agree with that 100. percent So like all these tournament archers and stuff worrying about it. Well, they it's do funny. not need to. George has the same saying, and we were going to make his T-shirt about it because I've been saying it for years. It's just. You know, I call it just shoot your bow mm-hmm. because George made a comment. If these guys would spend as much time on their <laughs> shooting as they do paper yes. tuning, yeah. arrow clocking, you know, all this crap that they mm-hmm. do, they spend hours and hours and hours behind it and they yeah. go shoot their bow 50 times mm-hmm. and wonder yeah. why they still can't hit. Yeah. Like, pe- people, I, I don't do, I don't even do a lot for arrows and stuff. Like people are like, do you like float your arrows and get this? <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, if you're worrying about yeah. that, dude, yeah, like bro. I'm shooting at a hundred yards, like getting a group like this, like, what am I going to get a group yeah. like this? Like, yeah, what's exactly. the difference? No, like I, the human, yeah. the human error level is oh, way, yeah, you're right. just, just shoot your yeah. bow. I had, I had a guy come in the other day and he was spin testing. So we do a lot of, like, uh, the Easton, uh, the new four millimeter long range. Yeah. You know, we'll put the black Eagle focus system on them because we, we think it's a great system better than what they have. Okay. And, and we built some for a customer and he was spinning them all. And they had, some of them had some deviation mm-hmm. wobble, you yeah. know, and he's bow hunting with them, you know, elk actually. Yeah. And I was like, dude, I think they're going to be fine. <laughs> and and, and he's, he's going crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to the point that I actually didn't charge him for the systems because I could tell he's getting upset about it. Really? Uh, and um, I have ended up giving him some different arrows. I took his five arrows and I took them outside in the back and it, I put them in a Coke can at 80 yards. Yeah. I think they're good, dude. Yeah. <laughs> You're fine. But, yeah. And, but they, and then I always tell the story about Bridger who's, arrow shafts off and put spacers in there 
because he had that arrow. He wanted to shoot. He won World Cup with that. I don't know if you heard the story. I did not hear this. Oh story. yeah, Frederick God, he's crazy. He <laughs> broke. He broke one of his primary arrows out of mm-hmm. the five he was using. So he broke the tip of it. So he cut a one inch spacer, took one of his backup arrows and cut a one inch arrow out, put it on, and then glued the point in. So it was no a three, way. Three piece arrow, and he won World Cup with it. <laughs> How straight do you think that arrow was? Why? Because well, that it arrow had in, good mojo? In his like, head, man. Uh, you know how archery is? In what? your head. <laughs> he Whoa. tells that story all the time. And I tell guys, so here's a guy that won one of the largest archery tournaments yeah. on planet Earth yeah. with an arrow that was made out of three pieces. Jesus Christ. How many, how many guys are doing that? Well, he, t- he tells that story when, when you talked to him on the podcast before, yeah. correct? Yeah, yeah. we've talked about it numerous times. And I use that story to educate customers. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's not that. When I spin it. arrows, even if I spin, because like you said, shoot your bow. Yeah. Like I'll set my bow up, even if it's a crazy tear. I'm like, I'm not screwing with that. I have to get reps in. Like, yeah. yeah. I know a lot of target archers, like good guys. And I, I, we, I this was recent. I just brought up in conversation. I'm like, what do you do with it? And he's like, ah, I just. I just put it on it and go yeah. and just shoot. And I'm like, all right, <laughs> like way less than I do. And all yeah. I do is get a bullet hole yeah. like close and yeah. then just run it. But when I used to spin arrows, if the front had a wobble, I wouldn't really care about it. If the back, like towards the knock That's had a, a little wobble, a I'd spend a little bit more attention on it. Agreed. Mm-hmm. But I would get batches of X tens in that wobble hair and I'd shoot fantastic scores for them. Yeah. The straightest dozen I've ever actually gotten was the new pro comps. Yeah. yeah. I spun them just kind of for fun just to see. And they were just yeah. straight. Yeah. And I'm mm-hmm. like, wow, these are sick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's cool. That's awesome. We could talk forever on the, yeah. on the subject of yeah. arrows and stuff. Well, yeah. just, you know, the stigmas and archery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, one of the last ones I want to key on, we'll go down this rabbit hole real quick. And you guys may love it. I'm not a fan of it is the nose button. Oh, oh, screw that. That's stupid. Dude, it's the stupidest thing ever. So yeah. I, I don't even touch my nose to the string. They, they, it, is, it is unbelievable yeah. how much Kool-Aid these guys uh, drink on, on marketing. Dude, it, don't it, even It should actually like make you less accurate. Yeah, well, it, so does. it does. It does. No, it's funny you say that. I've had a numerous customers come in. Their, bows, their arrows aren't flying good. Yeah. And I'll watch them. And people know this. Well, you may not know it. Your string has zero tension at full draw. Pretty much, yeah. So they're sitting there and they're doing this and they're putting that nose in it. Yeah. And I'm watching them bend that string. Yep. And then I'll go back there and watch them try to tear it and they got a freaking tear, you know, four yep. miles right. Yep. right. So the other thing is, it's like, okay, you set it up for 45 yards like you it recommends. You can't shoot exactly. Yeah. You can't shoot. You go to 20 yards <laughs> yeah. and it's up your freaking nostril. It's up your nostril. Yeah. And then, then you go to Hunter's laying up it's here. So yeah, it's like, okay, the only, the only situation, and I will say it will work if you shoot a static distance. Or recurve. And, or recurve, or yes. recurve. With, no, yeah. with no peeps. Recurve, yes. The only situation yes. that is going to be... If you bad. have, if you're hunting, if you have one on your bow, I, I, I think you're a moron. <laughs> and I've seen, exactly. And I've seen good, like, well-educated oh. archers that strap it. it on the string. I'm and like, I'm like, oh my gosh. But this makes no sense. Well, no there, sense. There's one guy, I won't name his name, but made a comment about it. And I text him and, yeah, after 13 shooter of the years, and I don't know how many titles, bro, I don't... <laughs> think you need to be hey, I mean, well come on. you write a check Gosh, it they'll do crazy. a lot that, for you that thing drives me nuts yeah, right? yeah. because I, get me we get a lot of that and then i even like elk hunters want it you know and i'm like how many times are you going to take a shot at the bull elk standing nice and pretty we, and tall yeah like like this right here we'll go out on the range and we'll just go like this and just look through the peep <laughs> yeah. site and as long as a peep site is it's it's, it's long peep does it's not matter and people don't realize that's where it all is yep yeah, I wanted to talk a little more about. You, so you're you're kind of saying you're having more emphasis on your peep sight and the focal point of your aim. That pin yeah. is probably more important than it's the most. It is the only thing that matters. The peep drives the show. And George will peep at compound. You have a peep. 
That's all you need. All yeah. You, need. you, you don't can need come anchor back. points or anything. You can come back and then just yeah. look at Shane. Jesse Broadwater. Yeah. That's Shane Wells. Come back. Oh, yeah. Looking through the peep. You can change yeah. your anchor point on your face. I don't care where you yeah, put as it. Long if as that peep, peep sight and that pin is in the middle of that peep, that mm-hmm. runs the show. That's actually what I do yeah. from, from 20 to 80, 100 yards is I'll just, for comfort's sake, you know, move my anchor point and then just look through the peep. 100%. And mm-hmm. maybe have the hair on my nose touching yes. the string. Yeah. You try to educate people on that, though, because of anchor point. I mean, mm-hmm. that's the other thing I fight all the time. Well, yeah. I can't get in the same spot every time. You don't have to. Yeah. You, you can't. You can't at yeah. 20 and 100. They're going to be different. Mm-hmm. I'll crawl down my face and crawl yep. up it, depending on how far I'm shooting. Yeah, because that dang peeps to our point yep. runs yeah. the show, mm-hmm. and that's why that you know whole the nose button thing. It just when it came out, I was like, <laughs> it was like, yeah, what know, is this thing? Are you going to be kidding? Me, marketing. Guys? It's like one of the first things yeah. you do when you give a kid a new bow is you know how they have that giant kisser button the day they graduate from taking that off the bow yeah. <laughs> it's like now we're going to put one back on exactly exactly <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it makes no sense yeah. to me oh, that drives me crazy yeah that's good stuff once yeah. again but we're archers yeah, yeah. i mean like archers yeah it, it, it's just sad like people just get the people that don't know like that don't dive in deep well, they just go into the pro shop the, and just the average stuff. customer or the average follower like yeah they have other shit going on in their yeah. life they're not us yeah. if if they were into archery they'd be doing stuff like us right yeah. and so we are, we have a service to them Dang, was my phone. there we go that was connected how wow. is that connected i don't know damn bluetooth eh? wow bluetooth Fancy. That was loud. (laughs) So, but like our job is to educate them. Yeah. And so it's not really their fault. No. You know, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. Yeah, They're just following for fun and they shoot for fun. And God bless them for that because I love Mm -hmm. when an archery is fun. Sometimes it's not. (laughs) Exactly. That's kind of what's awesome about this thing just because this first time I've really taken a look at it. And to me, it just reminds me of like a jack. It just does everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like a jack, Mm -hmm. like, just buy one thing mm-hmm. yep. and, and you're saving, you're saving time of trying to figure out well, what, what, what yeah. do I do here? What do I do even, there? And even if, if you want to do something else, you can the, just swap this out, exactly. you know? So yeah. that's, what's cool about it for sure. Yeah. yeah. That's, but it's, well, the whole thing of, uh, of archers training archers, it's a, it's a big deal in this sport, in this industry. I have a saying when you come in here and, you know, I get customers all the time, you know, mm-hmm. come in with their own stuff. And I, sometimes I want to stop and go, not to be a jerk, but say, Hey bro, you came to me. For a reason, mm-hmm. I'm giving you the science behind it. Mm-hmm. Why we we do things? Yeah. Your other guy is not giving you the science behind it. It's just his marketing, right? Uh-huh. right. And you know, if that's the case, then go send your boat to that guy, right? Right. I mean, I, I, I don't know, know what to tell you. Yeah, because it's and it's the toughest thing. Like I get beat up because I don't carry the nose button. I mean, it's probably <laughs> the and people yeah. know my customers know and they make fun of me all the time. They'll come in and say, "Now we'll put a nose button on." I'm like, "Well, yeah. I ain't doing it. You can do it." Yeah, else. yeah. 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 Um, and and then you educate them on it, and it's tough because I, I fight that stigma. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. right now, that's the Kool Aid. Mm-hmm. Oh, a thousand percent. It's Dude, funny yeah. we're actually going to a lot of these, like you know, high end shops in America, and they all have that same mantra. Yeah, like Chris no Reed one has. Chris it. Reed won't stock anything in his shop. Like he won't stand behind, it. and he's yeah. like, I don't sell way. shit. Right. Yeah. I sell good stuff. Well, didn't and, we talk about the nose button on him? He's like, No, I don't think so. I think I think we did. I don't think he's up to no on the new stuff these no, days. Yeah, he's not on social media. That much. <laughs> well, but the funny. nose button in ten years from now, we'll be like ringing the peep in the housing. 100%. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And what? Well, and I always I have a saying: customers come in and ask, "Hey, why don't you have this? If it's not on that wall, there's a reason why." Yeah, yeah. And I'll leave it at that. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't want to bash the companies; it's mm-hmm. not good business. But yeah, 
there's some things that I have no problem bashing in those buttons. One, <laughs> yeah, because you can't argue it. Any like you can't. you can't argue the fact that that's going to make you more accurate. No, and, and, and what's less sad, accurate? What's yeah. sad? There are a lot of archers. To your point, I, guys that I respect, gals that I respect. Yeah, that are rocking it. God, they yeah. strapped it on, and I'm like, guys, you are, are you kidding me. <laughs> detrimental. Like this is hurting. It's archery. Like, I mean, um, unless they just have like the comfort of something that they're touching. Yeah. That's the only thing I can see. Like, I, I don't know. I don't get it. No, I tried it. It wasn't for me. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's usually, I can get behind it for recurve any day of the week though. Yeah, 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 I'm yeah. the same way. Well, recurve. Static distance. Jason Tabansky shoots uh, W1 in the parallel. No peep. Mm -hmm. No peep. Yep. And it works for him. Yep. He's got to have it. Mm -hmm. But he's shooting 50 meters. Yeah. If you yeah. shoot static, yeah. Static yardage, mm -hmm. it works fine for him. And mm -hmm. I, I encourage it. On yeah. that level, mm -hmm. for sure. But yeah, with the, in the open category. Or mm -hmm. If you hunting. move your sight or have multi-pins, yeah. Yeah. do not. No, no way. Mm -hmm. um, hey, Colby, let's talk about, you know, I, I know you guys really started with the grip. Actually, yeah, you must know your history. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the grips because mm -hmm. I, I'm a big grip guy. Yeah, yeah. so I guess it's timeline of events. <laughs> was the light? Technically, it was like the light kit that we called Ultraview at the time. Mm -hmm. Okay. Made a Facebook page, Ultraview Archery for the light kit. And then a couple months after, we're like, should we, like, if we're going to make more things than just the light, should we change our company name or whatever? I'm yeah. like, no one could think of anything better. Yeah. So we just kind of stuck. Originally, I wasn't a huge fan of it, but it is what I, I kind of like it now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's kind of yeah, yeah, cool, yeah, dude. <laughs> so, um, so we originally had that light kit. And then... I was at Georgia tech at the time playing a whole bunch with 3d printers and additive manufacturing. And we're like, well, George Riles is a huge promoter of, you know, a higher angle because it'll relax your forearm a little bit more and steady your hold. Right. And Hoyt at the time didn't, they offered like six. zero two four or something to six. six. Yeah. And George wanted like a 10. Right. And so we started 3d printing these grips that you could put in the bow right. mm -hmm. and they worked really well. We had great traction started at the time I was selling on an Etsy store. You know, Etsy really? is Etsy, yeah. Etsy. and I'm yeah. a backpack. Like out of Are a, you kidding? Yeah. yeah. So mm -hmm. like I would, I would have in my college dorm room, the worst it got was probably like eight, like 3d print. That room was, he had foam, hot. he had foam that covering room, everything. That room was yeah. stupid yeah. hot. We would close, <laughs> like we would close off all the AC vents in the apartment and they would all just go into my room really? and we'd crank the AC cause it, it, was, it was hot. Yeah, and I would, hot. I would take all the grips off and I'd give them to Bruce. Now our product engineer at the time, and he would clean them all up, get them ready to, to ship out. Right. He'd give them back to me. And I would pack, box them up in my like college dorm yeah. room or apartment yeah. and then bring them to the post office on campus like once a week. I'd have yeah. like a couple hundred boxes Dude, with that me. That is hilarious. He had like that folding yeah. table. It was like his yeah. bad folding table yeah. and then yeah. 3D printers. Like, yeah. That is yeah. hilarious. But so no, yeah. that's how we got into grips because the Hoyt grip, 3D printing, it was really quite simple. simple. It worked really yeah. well. Right. Uh, and then, I mean, we just got good traction. People liked it, kept growing, kept learning. Mm -hmm. You'll find that if you buy a hinge, when it first came out and you look at a hinge now, it's the same thing, but there's been improvements. The right, finishing's yeah. better. The machining's right. better. Right. Mm -hmm. We're refining, you know? Right. And so then we got into grips. Um, we did the Hoyt target grips. Then we did at the hunting. time when you still shot hunting bow, we did these hunting grips. That's the old one, yeah. but we have a new, uh, we just kind of updated it. It's the same material, same feel as the be real grip. Right. Yeah. It's like a composite material. Uh, it's molded out of like a lot smoother material. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. stronger. Um, it's a lot stronger. It's a it's glass ABS composite. Gotcha. Um, 
and those we just came out with those that model the be real grip mm-hmm. and you know what I think's funny and this is another talk about engineers and archery that mm-hmm. get the job you know yeah it's it amazes me that grip manufacturers can stay relevant mm-hmm. because it's simplicity of the designers on bows. I'm just sorry. They yeah. horrible. Yeah. I mean, well, that's well, a I great mean, thing. It, it's so personal too. Like it is. 50% of people hate this. 50% of people yeah. love it. I don't know many people that hate it's it. It's the only part of the bow that you touch. Yeah. hundred percent. Mm-hmm. That you should touch. And, yeah. it's, and, yeah. and, 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 and it's the most important. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. I, and I'm a, I'm a flat back guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's no doubt. I want surface area to be consistent yeah. and repeatable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And anytime you put a rounded edge on a grip, yeah. it's you're creating problems. Yeah. Yeah. And it's work. amazing that every manufacturer cannot integrate that into mm. their current design. I think that's because um, a lot of the selling is they pick a bow up off the shelf yeah, and they don't really shoot it. Mm-hmm. Yep. So right. like they, they this, feel it and then this and a round like, grip yeah. is more comfortable. Hundred percent. That's the deal. Um, yeah, I think yeah, that's the right. big deal. But it's not necessarily more accurate. Oh no, mm-hmm. yeah. no, not even close. And that's why you know for years I shot shrewd grips forever. I yeah, mean, I put a shrewd grip. I called Lathan and even said, "Look, you don't have this for this bow. I need one mm-hmm. desperately." And yeah. he'd make me plates sometimes. Yeah, gotcha. Spot Hog used to make a plate. Right, right. And all I wanted was a, an edge, a flat edge that I could feel. So if I started to roll off, I knew I was in, my grip was wrong and mm-hmm. fix it. Right, um, and that's why I think the grips are so awesome. I mean, yeah. I absolutely love them. Yeah. So do you guys um, right now? You're Hoyt Matthews centric. Um, pretty much on grips. Are you looking at expanding that into other manufacturers? I'll say there's more coming. Yeah. We okay. don't know when in times of supply chain and when it's going to be finished. Right. Our our hopes are by the end of the year. Gotcha. Um, I'm not sure it'll, that'll happen. Gotcha. Well, um, it's got to be hard too because there's so many manufacturers, so many different. That's the hardest changing. thing. We have to yeah. look at... It fits on somebody else's product. Right. We have to look at everything or, included. Yeah, um how, the history of this manufacturer, how often do they change the geometry? Right. When are they going to render this grip, you know, useless on new bows? Right. If you look at their product line, how many does that fit on for how many years? Like how many can we put out there? That's why Matthews and Hoyt grips are so, they sell so well. Matthews, they just recently updated the grip in 2019. Right. They had the same grip profile for, for over 10 years before exactly, that on exactly. all of their bows, all hunting and target. Correct. Hoyt's a little more complicated because their target and hunting grips are different, right. but they're at least using, you know, similar it's geometry year to year. It's the platform pretty much, yeah. yes, between hunting. So you're right. It's, it's difficult geometry. to, we have to really play our, because especially when you're looking at the capital investment on getting a super high quality mold done up and made. Right. And if you look at these grips, they're not like a cheap little two piece mold. Right. Like they got slides. No. They're, they're semi-complicated the capital's there we got to make sure we're going to sell it so oh, that's the, the big thing you spend all the money on getting a mold design done and then that manufacturer decides to make a grip change in the next year exactly you're done yep i mean you might have enough carry some overstock to carry you know some, some mm-hmm. residual sales from an older bow but at yep. the end of the day you're done yeah that. so that's one of the things we got to look at for sure yeah um i think they're awesome though. i love them I yeah love but them. actually if you look at there's been uh matt mcpherson you know, Matthew's archery, Mac McPherson mm-hmm. started the first thing he started selling was grips. Oh yeah. He had a company called great grips. Oh really? And I might be a little off of my history here and in, in the chain of events, but from what I understand, he had great grips and he was making grips for, I forget what bow, maybe bear or, or some bow manufacturer at the time. And I think he sold, Chris will might know better than me, but he sold great grips. Yeah. And then he used the capital from that to start making like, we're going to make X number of bows this year and then just sell them. Sweet. Right. You know, you know the story behind oh. Great Grips and Matt? 
Yeah, so Matt was a um, a grip guy. Make big grips. grip guy. Yeah, big grip guy. Yeah. Make it, made them out of wood. Yeah. He would, he would hand make them. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so they've always had this love for grips. That's why they always did wood grips for so long. And, oh, yeah. You know, like yeah, the it, old walnuts. It was <laughs> years and years and years yeah. when everyone was switching. Yeah. And uh, that was Matt. He didn't want to get away from that. But yeah. Well, he used to go crazy because I know I'm, I wasn't ever on Matthew's staff, pro staff, but money on my friends were. And, you know, the first thing you do is take a screwdriver and probably the walnut grip off. Yeah. Break 90% of the time. Yeah. Matt would go bananas. Yeah. Do you know how much money we in time we invested in that grip? And like, bro, we can't shoot these. Yeah. yeah. No, he yeah. loved that. There, there, were, there was something where, I don't know the actually, but he like sold it. Yeah, I was or, just trying to tell you. Yeah, I, I, I forget. I guess both are a little fuzzy, but yeah. he started making grips. Now he has the largest bow manufacturer in the Adam, entire. Yeah. One of the biggest yeah. in the country. So, yeah. So yeah. what... Uh, how did the crispy real grip come out for Matthews as a Matthews shooter? You you help Colby in the design of that grip. Yeah. So we were obviously, um, switched to Matthews and then we we're like, all right, we got some problems with the grip. <laughs> it's like, we know a guy. So, yeah, yeah. We know a guy. So we just were like, Hey, we want this, we want this, we want this, we want this. Yeah. And really I just, we did that. And then I hand, we handed over to Bruce, yeah. drafted a couple up. We had a couple prototypes yeah. and this, then this was just born. That you grip know? exploded. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, yeah. we sold a crap ton. You'll see. I mean, I hope everything pans out, but so by the end of the year, hopefully you're like, ah. It, it's kind of sad because our sales were the on these were so good, but I did not buy them from you guys. I ain't gonna lie, I bought them from Lancaster. Yeah, but, yeah. I, I mean, mean there's a lot. That's fine. Yeah. And honestly, you know, Rob and I are pretty good buddies, and Rob, you know, I'm not proud of this, but yet kind of proud. I think we're we're Lancaster's third largest customer. Oh, really? Oh, really? Nice. We do a lot nice. of business with them. Okay. Um, and it made sense because I know as a manufacturer, you guys are going to take care of them. They're, yeah. the, they're the biggest fish in the pond. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're going to have that product before anybody. And I was like, you know, yeah, I'm losing some points, but at the yeah, end yeah. Of the day, I don't, first one thing I learned about archery and what do we do? We don't look at margin first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I look at quality. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Get, getting the customer taken care of. So if I lose eight points on this by buying it from Lancaster. Mm-hmm. I'm good with yeah, that. Yeah. Well, we're, I'm not, we're I'm working on a better system. Yeah. We'll, we'll yeah. talk. Obviously one yeah. of the reasons why we're going out is I think with everything you just said, for sure, you're going to love how our new dealer program works. That's cool. That's so cool. like I said, our mission archery easier, you guys, your pro shops and what you do on a day to day is the heart of the industry, right? right? You guys need to focus on making customers happy, customers making memories, right. making mm-hmm. range rats, making new people in right. archery. You don't need to waste your time on what the lead time is on this product. Is it in stock? What's right. the price if I order this many versus this many, right? Right. right? So we, on the back end, the customers don't see this, but want to make archery easier. We're going to try to make pro shops and how you guys operate the Way relationship with manufacturers as easy as possible. Gotcha. You know, so, I'll tell you. There is not getting into the weeds with a manufacturer dealer relationship, but that's something mm-hmm. that's really needed. Very in complicated. In and we're going to try to nail that down. I think we have a stupid, simple, awesome program. Uh, I mean, I guess I can talk about it a little bit, but one of our goals for the end of this year, and it's really tricky because of just how fast we're growing, but we want 100% of our products in stock, shipping next day, 100% of the time. That's yeah. going to be tough. It is tough. It is tough. tough. Yeah. Yeah. But we're really, we're really working on that. And part of the reason why is we want uh, our, our our top dealers, they'll obviously have like a display board, display product Correct. so people can check it out. Yeah. But we don't want you guys to stick your neck out on holding a crap ton of inventory here that, you know, may or may not sell. It's a right. liability, right? right? And so you'll have just what you need for inventory. And then 
if you have the confidence in us to where, okay, they're always going to be in stock yeah. or they're always maybe in stock for dealers to order, um, then you can order and have more turnover and not have your mm-hmm. neck on all that so it's, inventory. It's funny you say that. Um, Rob Caulfield and I from Lancaster built that similar program. I think it's why we're such a large yeah. customer. Nice. Them. We sat down with Rob, uh, Rob and Jordan and those guys and said, look, this is our suite of products that we're, you know, th- and it's always tough and not to get into this in detail, but the manufacturer dealer relationship can be tough sometimes because mm-hmm. you got, you know, you might have a, a hundred manufacturers you got to deal with. That's a hundred mm-hmm. checks you got to write. Yeah. You know, it's supply common. chain wise. And I'm a supply chain guy. I'm so right I, with you. I, I went to Rob and said, "Hey, look, mm-hmm. you know, if I eat three points, but I got, I'm writing one check. One a check, month, I'm right there with I'm you. Good, yeah, I'm good yeah. with that. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'm not going bankrupt over three points. Mm-hmm. But right. if I can only write one check a month, it makes my. But life then a you're hell saving time. Yeah. Archery easier. It's time See, and money. Yeah. It's time and money. 100. Yep. And a lot of my buddies at that one shop said, Scott, you lost your last brain cell. Yeah. You know, you're you're not yeah. getting free shipping from this. You're not. Yeah. And, and Rob and I worked out just an incredible program to where. Yes, versus what I pay from the manufacturer on 85% of what I buy, I'm getting it a mm-hmm. one-stop shopping. Yep. Yeah. And then Rob mm-hmm. took my suite of inventory and said, look, I'll have this on the shelf for you 100% of the time. Yeah. We'll never be out. So he actually went in and locked in some inventory numbers for mm-hmm. us on our nice. top sellers. Yeah. And that, so that relationship for us worked out perfect. Yep. A lot of guys think, you know, you're helping support your, your, your competitor. I don't look at it that way. Yeah. Lancaster is just it's tricky. Yeah. We we always say it's tricky. Yeah. It's tricky. It's and we always say our largest customer, Lancaster, is our largest competitor, yeah. Lancaster. Yeah. But you have to look at it and we could be selling, you know, to other similar players in the field. But if you look at Lancaster and what they do for the sport and what right. they, they give do back, so much. And, yeah. and they what I really like about Lancaster and your shop here too, and every shop we're actually hitting on, it's archery. Yes. They're not also, you know, A gun store. 75% gun sales over there. And then here's their archery corner, you know? Yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. Rob is, I mean, he's all archery, man. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, 100%. He's, he's done a lot. Yeah. yeah. That guy, this is what people don't realize. And I, to your point, I respect what he's done for our archery community. Mm-hmm. There's more money being spent on that, in my opinion, than what's being spent on his, his distribution side. Yeah and, yeah. and the funny thing is though, I mean, look at how many people complain about Jeff Bezos and Amazon and everything, but what, what stops We'll stop somebody else from making another Lancaster. Right. Like, well, what the hell? Go out and do it. Yeah. Yeah, you know what exactly. I mean? Mm-hmm. So like, why yeah. are you going to complain there? I mean, right. any, it's not like he was handed a golden egg from the sky. No. no. You know and what I mean? Not, it's not rocket science. Yeah. It's yeah. very it's quite simple. It's simple. Yeah. And so he just worked his ass off. Yeah, absolutely. And so, I agree with that. 100%. Yeah. Uh, let's switch gears. Because I do want to talk about this a lot. Yeah. I'm a release. Oh, junkie. you should. You know how I said you buy it when it first came out and yeah. over three years, it, yeah. little upgrades. Right. I've, uh, this is the, you may have already addressed one of my biggest issues with this thing. Maybe. This and then we have the new, uh, I have a hunting bracket here that goes with it as well. Um, so you looking at the position of the head? Not head position. <laughs> so me, I'm a short guy. Mm-hmm. I'm 26 inch draw length, which just sucks. Um, this adds a quarter inch. Oh to my draw length. yeah. Yeah. Oh, cause yeah. of the head, the head length. You know why we did that? Why is it? Uh, if you look at your, I mean, you're educated, you know how to shoot a bow. This won't be a problem with you. But when you look at the masses, face contact. Yes, facial contact. Face, so if we can make a release, which mitigated a little bit less face contact, the customer would perceive this release as being more accurate. Mm-hmm. And so putting it a little bit further away, we were hoping was going to mitigate face contact. And that's kind of why we did okay, that. Okay, so you know what's awesome? I never knew that. 
and if I would have been educated on that mm-hmm. prior to, I would have that would have helped me sell the release to more customers. Yep. And let's mm-hmm. be honest, we're in the age of beards. Mm-hmm. Beard. Yeah. Dude, well, I got some guys come in yeah. here they're you know, they're grizzly Adam down. Yeah. We saw mm-hmm. a guy with a big beard at uh he we were lobbing arrows, you know, one twenty. He was <laughs> coming back yeah. and <laughs> it was a little little his button must no, have been button light and, and it tapped his yeah. beard and it just launched an arrow. It was so funny. <laughs> But yeah, that's kind of why we have that longer neck. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, that totally makes sense. You'll actually see. Uh, I actually saw a picture of it today on Instagram, and it was front and center. So I'm just going to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Christopher Perkins shoots like a HT or something yeah. HBC, yeah. Yeah. but they actually made like a custom head yeah, for yeah, it. It's a custom one. If you've ever noticed, no. Well, so look at his, his or something in those yeah. regards. Yeah. And uh, if you look at his most recent post, I think on Instagram, you can see it front and center. Yeah. yeah. And uh, that's yeah, why we did the head that about way. It. Okay, so th- I've got to give this a shot then because um, I, I shot it. This is Bridger's. He got it from you, I know. And Bridger and I played with it for gosh. This is the first generation. Yeah. Actually, probably yeah. one of the first ones mm-hmm. that came out. First with. one that was cut out of metal, yeah. Exactly. And when we got it, I shot it for probably about a week and week and a half. And I and I was like, God, I just, it's making my draw length. Draw length too long. Longer. And, yeah. I, and I'm, you know, we're target guys. We go to mm-hmm. the eighth of an inch. Yeah. yeah. So I started shortening everything up and got it to where I kind of, but I never even thought about that the was, facial. That's why we did it, yeah. And then another couple another couple big features with it is a lot of people notice this right away is the fulcrum point's more over your middle finger. Over your middle, mm-hmm. right. And the reason why we did that is that distributes the weight more evenly across your fingers. Right. A lot of releases out there, you'll pull back and it's like Just 95% index. on your index on finger index and finger. it tears mm-hmm. you apart, man. 100%. I've shot a prototype for this for a long time before we came out with it and then... At a tournament, I would just pull out my like fulcrum or something, and it was so fat and so much pressure was yes. on the index finger, it was painful, and I just like couldn't yeah. shoot it. Well, you, you ever seen Bridger Deaton's calluses? Yeah, it's disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> no, Custom bro. does that HT. He will yeah. take a yeah. razor blade and, sh- just, and shave them off. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah. that's that terrible. Thick? I used that's to close. do that with stuff I don't have here. Anything? But another this. thing we did is we made it a little thinner. Yeah, so it fits in your pads a little more. Well. I will tell you, arguably, and I've said this to every customer that comes in and asks about them, it's the most comfortable release in the market. That's what we Pure. try to say. It's mm-hmm. comfortable. Yeah, just feel it. You'll You're see the difference. You're not going to yeah. get a better feel. Mm-hmm. So that's the I hunting wanna, bracket. So what's this? That's so, what Crispy's doing. So <laughs> this is us <laughs> trying to merge over to the hunting space, but okay. this we call it the hunting bracket. Okay. So you buy this. There's no thumb peg, so when you put it in your pocket or whatever, it doesn't snag on stuff. There's gotcha. this little cushion pull back on it and then it also has if you have like a wristling or whatever you can tie it to the oh dude that's so dope. but so that's for the target archers the hunting bracket is in brass and in aluminum yeah so you so can if add, you want to if you do a xl brass hunting bracket that is the heaviest release in the, on the market on the market if you get a large brass hinge and put a large brass four finger hunting bracket on that sucker <laughs> you can, it's you like carrying like out gold bouillon in your yeah. release park it's yeah. like a brick of gold yeah you're, you're oh, gonna dude, know if you drop ass. it so yeah it adds a little customizability this is cool because getting oh my god i'm going right now look what's hanging out or, or yeah yeah see yeah. i you hate that many, yeah you can you know slip that many, in your pocket let me see i probably have five or six longhorn pros on the side of a mountain somewhere in really? Colorado, yeah yep. yep. because you put it in here like this mm-hmm. and it catches like yep. this yep. and before you know it it's here and it's yep. gone mm-hmm. so you can slip take, that in your pocket or whatever so that you can dig all the way in yep. it mm-hmm. feels amazing i cannot wait to shoot that yeah. that is cool mm-hmm. so totally that's, that's i mean that's really the main things on the hinge um 
and then like swapping the click length mm-hmm. is pretty easy. Um, mm-hmm. You just swap the hook. And I mean, Thank we you. are not the first people to do that. Right. And I don't know why every release company doesn't do that. Are you guys running different after click? I mean, 10,000, 6,000, 14, 16, 18, yeah. 20. So you, you can't compare uh, lengths from release to release. Right. Because the fulcrum point and distance Correct. and radius is all different. Right. So we offer 20 thou which is stock in our click version mm-hmm. and then you can go 18 16 14 mm-hmm. okay and 14's pretty we we could probably fast. do 12 but pretty anything fast. faster than 12 is target panic central click bang yeah no i love this this is awesome i like that yeah now have you shot that for target yeah i actually no. have it on mm-hmm. my yeah. well yeah. another thing with this release is because the way it's more evenly distributed you don't really even need a peg yeah because you can draw it back very comfortably with the peg without is for safety that, without doing this. right yeah, yeah. the yeah, peg is for safety right mm-hmm. so you can draw it back very comfortably without needing a peg. When I'm teaching uh, students that want to shoot hinges how to shoot, I always show them where's that one with the peg on it right, right there. there. I always tell them say I want you to draw. This is how I want you to feel it. You draw it like this. Yeah, yeah. I actually but so they don't punch themselves in the face. Then they get to anchor, and then I'll have them come yeah, around. Yeah. But they never get beyond that yeah. stigma of because once they, they punch themselves in their face, game over. Yeah. yeah. So oh yeah. So this one is going to be a heck of a lot harder, even with the peg. You don't have to do a lot of this. Correct. Yeah. Correct. And actually, Correct. we got a lot of heat uh, when we first came out with it. Yeah, it didn't, come, it with didn't come with one. Are you serious? Yeah. yeah. You got to buy it separately. Because oh, <laughs> uh, at the time, none of us. Uh, I mean, I don't. Know, I'm not sure you have them, but none of us. At UltraView, you used a one. peg. I had one. And it took me like, a while. Dead honest. Like, this is honestly so why. you never used a peg? Not no. even like your old Falcon? Uh, no, because the th- even though it, you probably could need one because a lot of the weights on your index, on index finger hurts. Yeah, it's bad. I remember I was shooting a field round with George one day, and I was drawing. I, I took a button out, and I was just playing with the button. I'm like, George, I love this button because I can put my fingers in it, draw it, without having to worry about it going off, my hand placements, everything. I don't come back here and I move in because I'm taking my thumb yeah, off. Right. He's like, well, let's draw your hinge the same way and set the distance to what you need it. <laughs> <laughs> right, right? And then so that's when I started like not using a peg because you, you, you know, you, your hand position changes and then you come back. And yeah. so that's what kind of when I started not using a peg. Right. Um, but straight up, you want to know why it doesn't come with a peg? Because we had all the packaging and everything designed, and they were boxed up, and there wasn't a spot for a peg in the box. <laughs> <laughs> so that was yeah. just well, that's yeah. pretty much why. Not and then, good. and then we kind of backed that up, and also logistically, supply chain. We offered a crap. Well, ton you of offered a lot of different pegs. colors, yeah. different, styles, different styles, different and feel. Yeah. Most of the time, people would get it and throw the one in the box away and buy a different one anyway. Yeah. So right. we're like, well, what the hell? Yeah, it works out. Right. And so, that's yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> and just your pegs alone, we had a big push there for like a year yeah the funky knobs all the different funky, funky knobs. knobs you had and what's funny you'll see it's not hard to 3d print a funky knob oh i bet it's not and, and it's stupid Any easy style right? you want you saw a hundred different I've companies seen, i've pop seen up 10 now. trillion different knobs yeah. on the internet and it's hilarious because all of our knobs i mean maybe except the chisel it's, it's a stupid knob we shouldn't sell it but <laughs> all of our knobs are designed for a specific, specific reason. reason. Right. So the helix knob yeah, that's freaking perfectly in your thumb. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And it looks weird, yeah. but it's a fantastic thumb peg. And I've seen feel. other thumb pegs out there where they've 3D printed knurling, yeah. on, which is a machining technique. Like knurling, like 
on a lathe. It's yeah. a machine in there, 3D printing it. It's like, guys, what are you doing? What are you doing? The, 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 the helix knob, if you were to machine that out, it'd be a stupid expensive knob. Oh my gosh. Yeah. To put, yeah. the, put the, the weight. Yeah. But 3D circular. printing it is super easy. Yeah. So all of, when we're 3D printing things like knobs, we really try to think outside the box. All right. We can really make anything with 3D printing. What makes the perfect thumb knob, yeah. mm-hmm. right? And it's just hilarious to see other knobs that are just like round tube or just a round tube with you knurling. Know, and it's you know like what's yeah. crazy. We sold so many of those knobs you're talking about. That one uh-huh. that's got the curve in it for the thumb. Yeah. That's the one, the most popular one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wish Cody was here because he's got this exact stand release. And we integrated. We, uh, you guys were out of the mounting bar yeah. brackets. You know what that is? A long time. I don't know. Me and Bridger manufactured a crap load of them ourselves. Yeah. We bought sheet metal. Yeah. Oh, really? We're, me and Bridger, the master of the. Do you know why we're out of stock of those all the time? Oh, we God. haven't spent the time to like source it. Source it or get it. You, you know what it is? It's bike chain. It's like bike the chain links link. on the, you know? It's funny <laughs> yeah. you say that. We were going to yeah. buy a bike chain, but. Oh, really? Did you try to break a yeah. bike chain off? Yeah, we it's did. It's difficult. No, it's almost impossible. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's. Literally. No, didn't we buy one to try to. Break it off. Try to cut. Yeah, it, we could. It. Yeah, yeah. It's mm-hmm. so we have to impossible. buy like a certain kind where it's easy to like bust yeah. the pegs out and yeah. I forget what me and Bridger went to Home Depot and we found something that was really thin material. It was pot metal more or less, mm-hmm. but we took a Dremel and made our own. Bridger loves the Dremel. <laughs> yeah. No, loves the Dremel. I've said it before. He needs to be sponsored by yeah. those guys. Yeah. He should because yeah. his bow, like all of his uh, draw stops on his elites, yeah. they're all all the the graduation marks. He Dremels them out. Yeah, every mm-hmm. one of them. Mm-hmm. And we got really really good at making posts for you guys. <laughs> That's funny. Um, yeah. Yeah. The handles. Yeah. That's so, awesome. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah, Bridger's yeah. got his, his yeah. Dremel, Dremel corner back there. Oh, he's got a whole corner back yeah, there. Yeah. I want to see it. Oh, it's, it's, it's our, his corner. You'll our see Dremel it. at the shop sucks. Like, it's got like a crazy amount of run out in it. And, like, you can watch it. Like, when it's running, it's just wobbling. <laughs> like, we just need a better one. No, we have Bridger's got one. I bought it for him. The one that's got on the drill press one. Oh, you can, nice, you can move nice. it. And he's got the handheld when yeah. he's getting into oh, the so fine tuning. He's going to town. He's got his two drills back there with all of the it's everything else. Oh, and he's Jesus. back there all. It's the too time. bad he's not here right now. I know. Oh, he yeah. would be giving him so much. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's the master. His bow, and then he does things like on his scopes. Like he did it for his girlfriend, and I made fun of her. He builds out of the two part putty. I've seen. Yeah, it. we've his, seen his those. Little, his little yeah. volcanoes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. His little volcanoes. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, bro, are you my dude it. just shoot a UV three. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's hilarious. Yeah. So, you guys gonna expand out? I'm yeah, imagining this I mean, is not the only thing you guys are doing. No, we've told people, I mean, we think of it. They're like, have you ever thought of X? I'm like, yeah, of course we have, you know? Yeah. Uh, we want, at the end of the day, the best product in each product category. And one day that'll mean a bow. We'll get there one really? day. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm 24 years old. The business has been four years. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? The mission is to have the best product in each product category. And the reason why, though, we, we could probably have twice as many different products as we do now. Right. But we're new. We're selling of, of quite a bit of stuff, right? Oh, yeah. And you can't be pumping garbage out. Right. And mm-hmm. so we really want to make sure when we do come out with something, it's, it's really quite good. Yeah. Um, and that's, I mean, even the hinge, like, that's why we're quick to update things. Like, you'll notice there's a little, like, sharp point here mm-hmm. yeah yes. and that was just we we has gone we argued with our vendor that cut that out they're like well i'm like we need it. and and then we were polishing refining right. everything's getting better um so when we come out with something we really want to make sure it's good right you know um so that's why we're not moving lightning fast um no and i don't blame you so, because you guys are grow so fast it'll become a problem yeah mm-hmm. i mean already it, it, we already don't sell much we sell we we sell two and a half main products a scope a release 
and a, and grips, and grips right yeah. and the scope and the release are in and their categories are already relatively niche right. it's a hinge mm-hmm. and it's a very target oriented scope housing mm-hmm. and we've already been having like customers get pissed when it's launch day and it runs us we took a lot of heat because the scope was out of stock on launch day and we were like they're like you launched it without even inventory i'm like no you got on the website four hours late to the party exactly yeah. and i'm like first off Every other manufacturer comes out with a product and you got to wait six months yeah. get it. before you get it. I'm like, we had thousands in stock shipping that day. Right. And yeah. like, sorry, we're doing our absolute best here. Right. You know, you know, it's one of the things I've learned in archery. Um, Cause you, as a business person, you have to be cautious. I mean, you can forecast all you want mm-hmm. and, and think about, you know what the demand's going to be and then get blown up. Yeah. And it's tricky when you're looking at like 350% growth and yes. And what you would have to order for inventory is so much more than the last oh, order. Yeah. You're like, yeah. right? <laughs> there's there's um, a lot of cheap yeah. dollars. In and there. it's, yeah. uh, we, we take a lot of heat all the time. And yeah. well, I think you guys are, the one thing you probably learned though, you know, you guys, I'm going to say it again, your archers designing archery products. And I think that's going to carry you a very long way. Credibility wise. Um, the guys who are, you know, what we do here, we integrate target bow technology into our hunting bows, mm-hmm. you know, and we had talked a little bit about, you know, are you going to, and it's going to bring me to a question. Are you guys looking to maybe get into a target? I mean, a, a hunting scope. You are a little bit now with yeah. the pin and stuff. You'll mm-hmm. see. Uh, we can show you something. That'll be, after that'll the, be the maturation. Of, yeah. yeah. The maturation um, the process. Yeah. Yeah. So it's tricky because, and I've always thought about this quite a bit. Like how do you target archery is so different from hunting, especially time. if you look yeah. like the European market oh, and, yeah. And I'm a target archer. Yeah, I've so this never. Is, this has been I've, our bottleneck. I've like never been really hunting. Yeah, like, I don't have anything That's why against you got it. This guy. Yeah, yeah. Right? I, like, I, I just never. My family never did it. I never grew up doing it. Right. I mean, I've always been since I've left and moved out of the house. Stupid, crazy, busy right. with other stuff. Right. Right? right. And so we're trying to figure out how we can make the best product in each product category. Right. If that means one day we make a strictly hunting like like strictly hunting site and then we have another strictly target site then that means we'll do that you know it doesn't mean we make one and then try to make it the best for target and then try to make it the best for hunting so that's good i do love that system are you gonna we're aware that's my advice yeah there's only two of them in my opinion i mean like colby already said yeah, you guys. Eventually, it's difficult. I'm telling you, yeah, because you know, you talk about bow. My dream as an engineer was to just, I have my own bow. Yeah, here. in your brain, yeah, mm-hmm. and dude, it's mm-hmm. like I've come so close to buying a three-axis CNC mill. I really just, just to do it. Bow, yeah, mm-hmm. I that close, and I was like, God, to your point, the mm-hmm. money invested, the time it's going to take, and everything. Mm-hmm. And, well, and then you get it all done product. just to find out like you forgot this one little yes. thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because you know, you take yeah. you take everything, the good and the bad, working on these things your whole life and yeah. mm-hmm. the things that drive you crazy as a as a technician and the things that drive you crazy as an archer. I yeah. can build the best system and yeah. I don't think anybody's come out with it yet. You know, I think there's a couple companies that are close, mm-hmm. but to get it top to bottom, yeah. side to side, yeah. perfect. And then it's funny because you can make the best product, but that's not necessarily the best be product dope. for the masses or even Correct. supply chain. Correct. Like if you look at the supply chain of a Matthews bow versus a Hoyt bow, two very different things going yeah. on there. hundred percent. Um, yeah. And so, completely yeah, completely different animals, but well, that's cool to hear that you guys are thinking beyond. Yeah. Just- and on top of this, like I was a nerdy engineer from Georgia tech. I don't know jack shit about business. Right. <laughs> like, like seriously, I didn't know what net 30 was yeah, when I really? started. Yeah. Nothing. Like yeah. I'm building credit, the plane in the air. Bro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
So yeah, whew. yeah. But that's I've awesome. Though. Learned a stupid amount in the last four years. Yeah. Well, you guys um, got so big so fast. I mean, mm-hmm. let's be honest. You grew. You come on the scene. Yeah. And it went gangbusters mm-hmm. immediately. And it's because if you look on paper, the business has been around for like four years now. Yeah, right. But I mean, Chris and I, we've been in the sport for over ten. Right. Yeah. In fact, like, pretty mm-hmm. seriously too. So like I, look, no, we you know weren't, you weren't just a shade tree archer. Yeah. Like we knew mm-hmm. everybody in the sport. Like right. we could call Rob up. We could like you know, call the boys at Matt. Like we were very well-rounded in the industry mm-hmm. and that is why it, it took off a lot quicker than if we were going to just start from scratch, right. you know? Exactly. So, cause it's all who, you know, Oh, thousand percent on that <laughs> one. For sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We switched gears a little bit and I know we got to wrap up cause it's getting crazy and people are going to be coming in here looking for you guys here pretty quick. You know, Chris, go back to you. I mean, mm-hmm. you target Archer with George forever. I mean, it, well, you started more or less. Yeah. I didn't start with George. His story is oh, a little did? bit. So me, okay. Yeah. I grew up at Pelkey's, started on their competition team, and okay. graduated, was friends with George's kids that shot. Gotcha. And that's how I got roped in with George. And I've been with George for a long He's like my adopted father. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Chris, Chris's story is a little Here's bit a little different. different. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I started, my dad was a bow hunter. So he wanted me to, you know, pick up bow hunting. So I was like eight and he got me like a little bow, started shooting at the local club. I uh, started going to the tournaments when I was like. 12, 13, 14, and then started going to nationals. And that's when we met when we were like, we 14, actually hated 15. each other when we first yeah. met. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that's we were competitors. Yeah. We, were competitors, yeah. we yeah. like, you know, literally yeah. every other tournament, like he'd win, I win, he'd win, I win. Yeah. And it was like, um, so then I, I got into NASP, um, in middle school, I think it was like eighth grade and then got right. really into it ninth grade. And, and I excelled at NASP. I mean, I, I went to, um, worlds made like the international team like three times oh, went to awesome. South Africa. Yeah. Um, went all over the place. Um, so people think like I started in NASP, I started with George, but I actually yeah. just started at like my local club. And then I got roped in with George probably like, I was like 17. But once again, it's cause we were just, by that point you were friends with everybody. Yeah, I was friends with everyone. We were, yeah. yeah. Um, and then I went to uh, Michigan State. Actually, no, we had to drag him in. Did he you? was elusive. He was always out on the edges. And like, <laughs> we like Chris, like Chris, uh, Emily, his sister shot at the time. We we're like, come by, like do a dinner with us, like hang out. Yeah. 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 Hey, I'm always hesitant to drink the Kool-Aid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. Um, so then I went to uh, Michigan State and I shot for Michigan State four years. Yeah. Went all over the place for them. Um, so yeah, I, I've, I've literally done everything and walked through the entire youth programs. Right college pro mm-hmm. like i've yeah. done everything right i've done everything before age that's the only thing age. i didn't do yeah and i've done mm-hmm. not not as much as that i right. started with joe ad yeah went through joe ad started traveling regionally just mm-hmm. was obsessed yeah i had to get like my first jobs to pay for me and my grandma yeah. to go to the usad events because yeah. my parents yeah. they were busy and dad was like you want to go do this go Go like you know, <laughs> go figure it out, right? Yeah, exactly. And so like, I had to pay for grandma to come because I needed a rental car, a rental to get car, to and, and everything, and, and yeah. everything, right? And uh, so I just started going to the USAD events, and mm-hmm. that's where we met. And I've always just been kind of a target archer. Yeah. Um, yeah. So and you I, guys kind of go a little bit. You're uh, great archery backgrounds, and I think that's why you guys are developing some of the best products out there. Um, you are on the target side and looking at from a manufacturer standpoint. Mm-hmm. No, no, Chris, you are trying to monetize, you know, a YouTube channel and yeah. your video. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're, if there's one thing I hear about Chris all the time is, man, the guy's the best videographer on the planet. 
you tell great stories. Yeah. So, I mean, going alongside all that, I was super into photography and film at a young age, you know, 13, 14, 15. So started making YouTube channels for fun. Yeah. You know, like just no thought on anything. Right. But super thankful that I did because it was organic. Oh yeah. And that's a thousand percent. Yeah. I wasn't like, I wasn't Mm -hmm. like, let's make a business out of this. Right. You know, but it, it, it just scaled and like we've had double the growth like the past three years. And now it's like, you know, ultra view is one thing, but mm-hmm. everything I got going on, like it's just a full business. Yeah. Really. Like we all have our own, like he, and with his YouTube and his own business, like he has his own business behind the scenes. 100%. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yes. Like absolutely. he has his own thing going on full time, like, you know, oh, yeah. full time plus. And then I have my own thing going on full time plus. So we really bounce and off of each other and we benefit from each other a ton. Well, that's the thing. You guys also are mm-hmm. two industries that you can bounce you can yeah. use yeah. each other to help I have, monetize. I have the that. people, he has manufacturing exactly. and we just use each other yeah. back and forth. And, and people are great. I mean, when Eric was down here from Hushin, we were talking yeah. about, you know, monetizing his YouTube channel and them guys yeah. make a damn good living you know, yeah. doing that content. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you what's funny. I remember one day we were talking and he's like, you know, God, it would be easy. It's easy to do that. He mm. said, really? He said, two, <laughs> two videos a day for one week. Yeah. Try it. Two mm-hmm. videos a day for seven days. Try it. Yeah. No less mm-hmm. than two to three minutes. I'm yeah. like, that's cake. See, I failed miserably. Yeah. The hushing guys it. are in. Other, they did it in a different way. I always focused on quality. Yeah. They focused on quantity. Quantity. Yeah. yeah. Real big on quantity. Um, They're out in front of you all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like when you look at numbers, they you know all their videos don't do super well. Um, and I try to, every single video, I try to make it do super well. Gotcha. You know, like we have, we have the whole nine yards, you know, something around that video, we make it. So, you know, our strategies are very, very different, Right. which so I think they believe, both work. Do but. you believe like them that the future is not in television? Oh yeah. No way. <laughs> we don't even talk <laughs> I got, about that. I don't even know. I, like, I, I was, I was dumb like a year ago and I was like, ah, it's like. Do I maybe like try to figure out TV? You know, and I like Channel, yeah. I like talk to some people, and they're like, if if there's one thing that's going down, contracts, viewership, interest, mm-hmm. TV. TV. Yeah. Actually, on the on the flight here, I was thinking, like, just looking out the window, how blessed that we are yeah. that we can spend. We're we're in a day and age where we can geek out on what we love doing provide content to people that are interested in that. And, yeah, and yeah. we can, we can wake up every day and do, do what we love. Yeah, yeah. exactly. 30 yeah. years ago, what, <laughs> what we're doing, like we're on a, a random ass tour going around the States, yeah. talking to pro shop owners like you making right. content. Yeah. Like that would have mm-hmm. been unheard yeah. of. Yeah. Not happening. Yeah. And this what the, the age we live in now. Yeah. And people yeah. are taking advantage of it. And like mine was just super organically, but we're just taking advantage of it, you know, and riding the wave and, Five years from now, it'll be something else. Five years will be something else. You know, I'm 52, so I'm definitely an old guy compared to you guys. Mm -hmm. And, you know, growing up, it was all about TV. It's all we talked about, Mm -hmm. you know, and we always wanted to do a TV. Now it's YouTube, you know. It's YouTube. And it was wild because I I did not learn the YouTube, the power of it, until one day we did a, had a videography company that was called um, Southside of Heaven Outdoors, a friend of ours, customer. And he started, he wanted to break into videoing and... So we always had his camera with him with him when he came in the shop. I'll mm-hmm. never forget this. And I did not understand the power of that at the time. And Rage had just come out with the tripan. Yeah. And we had a pack come in, uh, our our demo pack. 
And when it come in, I opened it up and I took my micrometers out and I was measuring everything based off what they were telling me was there. <laughs> yeah, I'm a geek. You Bring know. your jewelers yeah, loop out. Exactly. Start looking at yeah. twenty nine thousand plate thickness. I'm validating yeah. that. Really yeah. And and when I did, I didn't realize it, but uh, yeah, my buddy he started filming mm-hmm. with the camera. Didn't even tell me. He mm-hmm. just got his camera out, holding it right here and watching. And we went through the whole thing of looking at it all, measuring everything. Yeah, okay, it is what it is. Hey, let's go test one, you know, see what happens. You know, mm-hmm. We shoot it through a, a 55-gallon steel drum lid. Yeah. And totally unrehearsed. It was me, one of my other techs, one of my staff shooters, and one of my customers, actually. And he's an engineer. Mm-hmm. And we walk over, we shoot it through the thing, and he's videoing the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And finally, I figured out he was, but I didn't change anything. I just kind of let it go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it ended up being about a, I don't know, eight or nine-minute video. And we, he cleaned it up and goes, dude, you're going you're gonna to crap when you see this. It's pretty killer. Mm-hmm. And we looked at it, and I'm like, dude, that's pretty dope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's, mm-hmm. get it, let's get it out there. So we put it on social media. When I did, the president of Rage called me in 10 minutes. Mm. Really? Literally. It hit him. My rep from Faradine called me like 20 minutes later. Mm. You know, how much you want? We, we need this video. Nice. I'm like, dude, are you kidding me? Really? Give me a couple pack of broadheads. I'm good. Yeah, right, you know, right. I know. I'm literally thinking this is not that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That sucker well, went viral. Well, yeah. what's cool about a video like that is like you feel as the as like the person watching, like you are a part of yeah. what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't feel like you're being talked to. Talked to. Yeah. You feel exactly. like you're in the room with what is going First on. First person. Yeah. And yeah. That's exactly what it was. It was an organic video. And that's when I, why your stuff I think does so well. We do all of our videos like that now. I'll hardly mm-hmm. ever go. Hey, I'm Scott from Leading the yeah. Dark Tree, and here's yeah. our new UltraView grip. You know, yeah. you have to put it on your bow and <laughs> yeah. try it. It's amazing. You know? yeah. Yeah, yeah, we don't yeah. do stuff like that. No, mm-hmm. um, because it's just I hate watching those. I fast forward through mm-hmm. yep. and see them come mm-hmm. up. And, but I could not believe the power of YouTube in that because it it literally exploded for for uh, rage. Yeah, I think it's still on their page now, and it's got tens of thousands of views on it, mm-hmm. hundreds of thousands, and yeah. it's it was like, oh my gosh, this is like the way it's going to work yeah and, <laughs> and it's know. it's super easy to um like on the whole marketing side of things like we can we can do things on the fly we can integrate it we can plan out like it's 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 pretty well, awesome you literally have built this business mm-hmm. around that media social yeah. media platform. sort of i Kinda. i'm actually our next major hire is going to be like director director of marketing marketing yeah because i want like ultra view podcast a guy that Keeps up with our YouTube channel, just yes, entertainment. Yeah. Yes. Sick Instagram content, so, like TikTok stuff. Well, like, by the you know, way, did one of you guys do the, the Archo stereotype stuff? Oh, that's yeah, him, yeah. That was you. Dude, that's the funniest thing <laughs> I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> yeah. life. That, when, we did was, the, when we did the first one, it did oh my God, I think a, over a million views on Facebook. It, if you guys have never seen it, you got to go yeah. look at it, check it out. It's called Archeo Stereotypes. Yeah. You did about five or six We've of done five. They, they progressively yeah. got worse, worse. And worse. Oh, they but, were hilarious. Yeah. But the, yeah, there were some they, of them. Were really everybody yeah. knows one of those guys. So yeah. that, that video is the video that kind of like put us, me on the map, whatever. Gotcha. We literally were like. And you guys are probably just screwing around. Oh, we were. Totally <laughs> yeah. screwing we around. Deal, I mean, I wasn't yeah. there, but you, you know what? The catalyst behind it was they were in Yankton. Yeah. Bored as hell. Yeah. Because you're in Yankton. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, what the I'm heck youth, are we going to do? Youth camp. Yeah. 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 And so. I brought my camera and we were just like, yeah, let's just make it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was funny. Yeah. Dude, that was, it was so funny. funny. Yeah. So funny. Well, it's yeah. rela- when it's relatable and it's funny. Yeah. yeah. It's relatable oh, and funny. That's, 
Yeah, and that's right how, that's how I started well, was it, like just making funny it's stuff like, like that. Doug from Archery Hooligan, dude. the guy is so hilarious. Yeah, the, love that page. He's, he's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> he, he made he made some posts yesterday about like ultra. He's like some dude broke into my car. Oh, I forget what it was. It was hilarious. He broke my window. Broke my window. Took my hinge, and left a present in the front seat. No, he, or left no. Him. He's like no. It was broke my window and left me another hinge in my front seat. <laughs> no, but it was yeah. insinuating that like. Left the shit in the front seat. Too. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, left yeah, the hinge yeah, again. Yeah, 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 it was yeah. so funny. <laughs> yeah. And Ultraview just commented on our page, like, believe it or not, that's covered under warranty. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and it got like, go like, like 30, it. 40 yeah. something yeah. likes. It's people just funny. Yeah. Some people get pissed off about Yeah, they that. do. Oh, yeah, yeah, but it's like, you gotta have thick like, skin. What are you gonna do? Like, yeah. yeah. It's hilarious. It is what it is. If Doug, yeah. I always say this if Doug's on your jock, then you, you've done something. Yeah. Yeah, done something right or done something extremely bad. Really bad. And the people that like, I love it when I see that we've made a meme page. I'm like, yeah, let's yeah, go. exactly. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, guys, hey, I, you got anything else you want to talk about real quick, or you good? I want to make sure we I covered think, everything. No, I mean, I, think I mean, good. this is yeah, we're good. This is great. Yeah, yeah. I'm, mm-hmm. well, we're excited. Um, to get your product in here, and I know we're going to be repping the crap out of it. Um, good stuff. I love what you guys are doing for the industry. Like I said, I have mad respect because you're archers. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a big part of it for me. And I can't say that about a lot of the guys around social media, right? Right, I, right. I don't have a lot of love lost for those yeah. individuals, but yeah, you guys are you guys are walking the walk, talking the talk. You you're designing some amazing products because of that, and all of them, to your point, functional, yeah. quality, and working. Mm, yeah. And there's one thing that I've always said about this industry, and I think Colby, you you probably operate under this category now, but as a fellow engineer, I want to know why. Yeah, like the hinge head. Why it's why we made it further ahead. A hundred percent. Yeah. Because there's a lot of guys designing product out there based off of, you know, I always get on the FOC train. You know, the guys are doing FOC and going to these stupid, Mm -hmm. crazy numbers and they can't tell me why. Yeah. You know, I'll hear them say and then I'll combat that Mm because I'm the guy, you know. No, it's not more accurate because everybody on the planet would be doing it if that's Mm -hmm. the case. Right, right. You know, and and you guys are doing the why. Yeah. And and that is a big, big deal Mm -hmm. because that's where – You'll gain credibility, respect, yeah. and you'll yeah. Well, you'll, it's so easy to it. it's so easy to market when there's a why behind yeah. it. You just explain it, even behind it. like a stupid little plastic thumb peg knob. There's a reason there's why it's shaped that way. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's a big deal, man. And you guys are going to go far if you keep that as a, as your some of the base platform of how and why you do things. I think it'll be amazing yeah. for you. Yeah, I mean, it's awesome. So. Thanks cool. a lot, man. We Thank appreciate you. you. And uh, we're going to spend the rest of the day going out and shoot. Yeah, we're, we're going to have fun. Food. We actually grab uh, some interview with you as well for the video. Absolutely. Yeah, so yeah. We'll Absolutely. do some stuff. Cool. All right. Awesome. Cool. Well, thanks a lot. Until next week, uh, 